Anyway, I've tried to use your shampoo, but you actually won't go away. Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode. <laughs> <laughs> you were supposed to hold in the laugh when I get the full intro out. Sorry. I couldn't help it. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> okay, so, uh, yeah, so hello and welcome to the Jump Crows podcast, otherwise known as the Button Bash Bunts. I am your host this week, La Winsol. Uh, joining me this week, as ever, is the incomparable Stinger. Hola. And the indomitable Dr. Zombie. Well, hello. Uh huh. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, <laughs> we are down this week, a Zen and a Golding. Uh, we won't see where they are. Uh, for, just for legal reasons, but uh, yes, the lawyer is going to get them out by next week. So that's good. <laughs> you hope. We, we pray for a merciful judge and an understanding jury. <laughs> so, um, how is everyone? Uh, Dr. Bob, why don't you go first? Do you, I mean, we'll, we can talk about how I've just forgotten my life over the past two or three weeks, or I can talk about what we've played this week. How about that? Yeah, probably. Yeah. That's one thing um, we should apologise <laughs> to our listeners. Uh, just due to some scheduling problems, we weren't able to actually put up a podcast for about a month until, like, I think last Thursday, uh, where we finally got one out. Uh, in fact, we put two out, and then we didn't do it last week at all. So this is being recorded on the typical back record a little bit, the 26th of August. So we'll see when it actually goes up. That's when the recording date is. Hmm. But just uh, thanks for your understanding. Hmm. I mean, uh, hopefully they're still with us. Yeah, hopefully. Fingers crossed. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're very loyal if they do stick around. Yep, that's what we respect around here. Lightweight hustle and um, paying us money. <laughs> <laughs> More than that in a later date. Yep. Um, so, uh, Dr. Zombie, what have you been playing this week? What has tickled your fancy? Well, what did we do at the weekend there? We started off with a excellent gaming night of uh, Jackbox, uh, in which we played our customary Quiplash, which is Quiplash 3, which is excellent. Uh, a lot of fun. Then we moved on to something we've not tried before in the same the same Jackbox pack. Um, a hysterical game of something called Talking Points, which I can't say an awful lot about. The experiences therein of that game, because if I do, then everybody's going to get pulled off the internet. <laughs> Even though it was hysterical, <laughs> but um, I'll give the premise. So the premise, rather premise, I'll give you the premise. I'll give you the premise that you are given a prompt written by another player, and then you get an assistant to help you uh, make a presentation on the prompt that you were given. Uh, the assistant has total control over the uh, slides of pictures that they show you, so they could make they could bring up slides about just about anything, and you have to talk over it, uh, improv. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I had a blast with it. Um, we all had a, a blast. excuse me. Can someone take over for me for just a few minutes? Absolutely not. I cannot possibly do that. We have a zero tolerance policy to this. Yep. <laughs> oh God! Right. What happened to him? You, obviously, yeah, obviously. Well, we hope for Doctor Bob to have a speedy recovery from uh, his prison sentence, and obviously the lawyer and a, a merciful jury as well. 
Yeah, do we pay the lawyer enough to get these people out? I mean, payment favours. Yeah. Like, you, know, you need somebody gone. Well, I've already established I've been kidnapped twice and I've had to find my own way out on both occasions. Lawyer well, wasn't going to fix that. No. <laughs> yeah. Still waiting on the second one paying us. Yeah, never mind. We'll track that down later. But uh, I could carry on where Bob left off, uh, what's it, talking points, so... Yeah, just uh, what have you been playing this week? Uh, all right, I'll talk. Well, I did the same thing as Bob with a bit of Jackbox, and we also did a bit of murdering on Among Us, um, where friendships were tested as people kill you. Yeah. And what else have I been doing? Um, uh, also known as, ah, I have the correct thing. Ah, well, oh, we're going to vote hell <laughs> Yeah, I am. Look, I'm sorry about that. I, I don't know how I swayed it. I thought I, well, it was us three left. <laughs> That's the thing. It was us three left, and I managed to sway Bob somewhere. I, I don't know how I did that. Yeah. I thought I was. Ba- I thought I was caught bang to rights then. You were. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but he wouldn't let me talk. You wouldn't let me talk, and I was like, "No, no, 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 let me talk." And he was like, "Well, obviously, an imposter would say that." <laughs> yeah. Oh. Raging. It, it was well. I could just sit in the background and just let the two of you argue. I knew it was just like I had to get say as much stupid things or convince, you know, shout as much as possible just to sway his opinion. And, you know, I, I was expecting just to be ejected then and somehow I didn't. So, um, I am sorry about that, but it was a win. <laughs> no, 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 I won. So. <laughs> but no, uh, during the week I've been playing, um, I think, well, I got back into playing XCOM 2. Um, Ooh. I had it on the Xbox for ages, played it dev, absolutely loved it. Uh, then had it, you know, I think I bought it earlier this year on, or was it last year? Anyway, I bought it on Steam and it'd been sat around for a bit. Then I thought, you know what? I'm in the mood of getting back into XCOM. So I've been doing that. So I've put quite a few hours into it. Uh, it is, it's a really good game. Uh, it's absolutely brutal at the start though. Um, but once you start unlocking the better gear, because it, it gets a bit easier, but right at the start, it's just, so many people die from the, um, you know all the people you recruit a lot of them end up dying just because you just don't have the right equipment to keep them safe yeah and it can be heartbreaking at times yep especially you know when it's like oh this is a 99% chance to hit not going to fail oh, that, totally... yeah <laughs> that's the one I hate it it's just like oh it's an 83% chance to hit it's like, right you know it's not guaranteed but you should hit it then he misses. He's like, how the hell did you miss that? It was at 83. Then he gets killed. Yep. That's the bloody worst. Yeah. And then you get you, you get these characters and you level them up to, let's say, uh, a lieutenant or a captain. You spend so much time investing in them. Then they get killed in a mission and you lose all that progress. So much time was invested in them. Yeah, it comes pretty brutal. Yeah. I'd love to see a sequel, though. It's been a while. Yeah, same. Definitely. Mm. I mean, we kind of got a little bit of a sequel with the... Oh, I can't remember what it was called now. Oh, is that that... Is it Paradox something? That's a weird one that came out in the XCOM franchise. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. I'm just going to look it up now. Oh, Chimera Squad. That was it. That that was the last one. But uh, I kind of 
So I really loved XCOM 1. Like, XCOM 1 was my game of the year, the year it came out. Um, oh, right, yeah. I believe it was 2012. XCOM 2, though, I just, I never got into it. I, 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 there was, you know, I saw plenty of trailers and good reviews about it, but I never actually got into it. The only reason I, um, I got into the game franchise was, um, I think I got one of them for free on Games with Gold. So I said, mm-hmm. oh, I'll give it a try. And I remember just sinking loads of hours into it. It's so, it's so, it's really good fun. Just, yeah. um, but that was the first one I got into XCOM Enemy Unknown. Oh, uh, the yeah, well, there was a one. What's, there's another one on Steam, dating back in the nineties. Was it XCOM Legacy? Ah, that was oh. called Enemy Unknown. Was it Enemy Unknown? All oh, right. Mm. Okay, never mind. But yeah, that I got that on the 360. I played that to death. Then there was Enemy Within, which again I played that to death. Then got XCOM Two. Apologies, yeah. gentlemen. I have returned. So, so you, how long do you think you're going to get? Eh? <laughs> well, for whatever you did, how long? How much is the lawyer going to eat off? It's <laughs> <laughs> always lawyers. <laughs> because did I'm keeping the theme going. Right, fair, fair enough. Did you get? Um, did you tell them about the rest of um, talking points? Uh, no, uh, we just went no. on the singer. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Went back to me and we talked about Among Us, how, the, how I managed to convince you that Pete was the imposter. That was well done, by the way. <laughs> I wasn't! <laughs> if he doesn't listen to what I was saying, it made perfect logical sense. When I thought about it afterwards, yeah, uh, I, sh- I should not have listened to you. <laughs> that was just clear and not a panic for me, so I don't know how the hell I got it. <laughs> Going through all these uh, perfectly... Logical things was like, I had you alone in electrical. Yeah. If it was me, I'd just killed you because nobody else was around. Yeah, that should but have no. been the. If you had, then you'd have won. Yeah. 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 All right, you can get me that. You can get me back next time if we. No, because I'm not <laughs> the imposter. <laughs> yes, you are. I'm not. No. I'm really the imposter. Fix it. it's, oh, it's always Alan. He's always the bloody imposter. As, yeah. But, um, it's always me, and I don't want to be an imposter. Yeah, but you've got to tell. I do. The problem, uh, the, uh, the problem is, if it's the very first game, then you can't use your tell. If it's after that, then your tell's too obvious. What's my tell? You don't speak. I never speak, though. No, you speak when you're uh, not the imposter. That's no, I try, and, I try and keep quiet, because then you can't tell, no, and it works. You had, no, you, you can tell. No, no, you can stay quiet. You let everybody else argue amongst themselves. Then can I have you... my strategy? <laughs> yeah. See sometimes... see, sometimes that works, but it has worked against me before because I've done that as the imposter. And yeah. then they've been like, oh, yeah, well, I think it's this, 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 this. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to keep quiet and nothing. And then all of a sudden, like, five votes on me. It's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair... Like, Yo, I... you were too quiet. <laughs> I was like, ah, but... Ah, no. I did, um... I did walk into electrical, killed someone, and then went over to the vent, and then Starbuck and someone else was right in Mars. So I just stood, <laughs> I just stopped and went, fine. <laughs> it's, like, it's nothing I can do. Um, the thing is, you shouldn't do that. Because it has happened before. Like, see, arguing has reversed it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. I could have... I could have um, just jumped on, like, oh, i just seen him running into the vent, but I couldn't tell who it was. 
but they just had me dead to rights. It was the same thing when we, me and uh, Starbuck, ran into navigation, and we both seen Toaster dive into events. So it was like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. No. If, there, if there's two, it's hard to refute. <laughs> oh yeah, there was there was two. There was two on me as well. So like, I, I don't know what I can do here. <laughs> I still love it. It's a great game. Yeah. Great game. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. <laughs> when people listen it really, to you. It, it really does test your friendship, though. It does. Oh, wait, I'd, Absolutely. Yeah, I'd rather play that in feckin' Monopoly. I mean, I'd rather play it in Monopoly. That <laughs> game can burn. Bloody hell. Mm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've told that story before in the podcast, so I won't again. Yeah. So, what we is before Maraton, what were you talking about? You were talking uh, about X- XCOM. Yeah, XCOM. Anyway, yeah. Like, yeah, I was just going to say, like, I think the reason I didn't get into the second one is because the second one assumes that you lost the first game and lost it badly. And oh. I didn't. I beat the first game, so I was well, yeah. absolutely raging. Yeah, I, I, know you, I know where you're coming from there because I felt the exact same way. I didn't. There was a lot of features in 2 that I just really didn't like. And I yeah. loved 1. I, yeah. I played 1 to death. Yeah. yeah. I worked hard for that ending. <laughs> Like, yeah. I, I made one guy, and I survived all the way through, and I was the person that blew up the enemy ship. I was humanity's yeah, greatest yeah, hero. Yeah, it was the same for me, yeah. yeah. My character did that and kicked the enemy's asses, sent them back in, and yeah. then you get the second one, and what happened? You lost. It's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I was sure one. I was there. I, I was Earth's greatest hero. My two best yeah. friends got to see me off, but no, no, apparently that didn't happen. So nope. I was, ah, so I got about 10 hours in there. I was like, ah, no. This is fan fiction as far as I'm concerned. Non canon. <laughs> yeah. So it stopped after Enemy Unknown then. <laughs> I, yeah. liked, I liked the first one. I just felt like the change from having a you know, stationary base to a flying ship. And then there's just so much that's going on around you. It just felt like um, I just didn't, I really didn't like it. I just felt like I really enjoyed the first one a lot more than the second one. And I had high hopes for the second one too because I really liked the first one. I I still, you know, maybe XCOM, rather than being it called XCOM 2, maybe it should have just been its own little thing, uh, you know, instead of following on from the first game where you obviously won against the aliens, you know, and then you could have that one in peace and do XCOM 2. It's like, right, this is an alternative universe to say what happened if you lost. Yeah. It's not canon then. I mean, I kind of expected, well, for me, a natural story progression would be um, you going and taking the fight to the aliens. You actually attack them. Yeah. I, mean, I was what I assumed. I assumed it was going to be underwater. Because that's what the first XCOM series did. Oh, did it? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that was. The, se- the second game was underwater. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, it's like Terror from the Deep. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, because I always, I always remember the uh, claw box art. Uh... It's like a claw rising out of an abyss. Looks really cool. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, a deep one from Cthulhu Mythos. Mm-hmm. That's the Probably Cthulhu Mythos, not the Cthulhu <laughs> <laughs> Though, to be fair, that does sound like you're speaking your deep speech. Hard or dreaded to fear. Well, yeah, uh, fatiguing. To, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> so, Any... 
Was, so um, that's what I've been doing then. So nice, very nice. Um, mm. So do you want to finish off, Doctor Bob, or are you pretty much done? Uh, well, yeah, no. The I'll keep going. Uh, so the the game of talking points was hysterical. Hope we play that again because it was a. I thought I thought that was really good uh, improv practice. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, just kind of the golden rule of improv is yes and so just. Yeah. They give you something, you just talk, just see how far you can take it. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, played, as we're talking about, a bit of Among Us. And then on Sunday, we had an excellent game of uh, D&D. Uh, mm. One of the maddest episodes of, episode sessions, rather. I keep thinking they're episodes and they're not, they're sessions. <laughs> so I, mean... I feel like I'm listening to someone else play it. It's not as... We're playing I mean, no, I'll be honest, I've got titles for all the episodes. Oh, do you? Mm-hmm. For all the sessions, yeah, I made them all up. Ah. In fact, you say so, in fact. Sure, yeah. Yeah, that'd be okay. fun. I'll pretend that to you right now. Um, yeah, that was a... Uh, you had your hands thrown on Sunday there. But, um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm just so glad you got all the... Uh, no, or the kind of subtle hints I was given with uh, Landy and went to his house. Oh, what, at, the, at the end of the session, or no, 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 no. Uh, when you went to uh, Callus's house, yeah. Sorry, we're talking about stuff that unless <laughs> I can't possibly know. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, listener, you, yeah. you're just now going to have no idea what we're on about. But looking forward to our next session. Really, really looking forward to it. But we'll see what happens. Indeed. As I said, it's like being being part of your own TV show. You're playing it. Mm. <laughs> it's good fun. Yeah, Dr. Bob's character is uh, in a, a sticky wicket, mm-hmm. <laughs> as, as maybe, maybe called. Yeah, that's going to be fun. We'll see what yeah. happens. But that's what uh, makes it interesting. Exactly. The uh, the cusp of uh, excitement for something is drama, and that's what I like to inject. I think you do a damn good job of it. I, I try my best. So was that oh. all you did? Yeah, so all by yourself. Um, well, speaking of um, tabletop RPGs, so I played Genshin, obviously, this week, um, and I have Psychonauts 2 downloaded. I haven't played it yet, that could have been a weekend game, but I have ah, it downloaded. Like released, it? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's on Game Pass, so I might as well. Uh, I also have 12 minutes downloaded, I haven't played that yet. I've heard weird mixed reviews about it, but it's such an interesting premise, I think I have to play it. Uh, but what I did last night is I played Kids on Bikes. Kids on Bikes is a tabletop RPG game, very similar to, well, not as similar to D&D, it's a rules light uh, tabletop game. But it is kind of fashioned in the classic 80s uh, films, so stuff like The Goonies, or The Lost Boys, or The Seekers, or Flight of the Navigator, stuff like that. I'm seeing the pattern, right? (laughs) It's kind of Steven Spielberg. Yeah, Monster Squad. Uh, oh, right, just, okay. You know, a group of kids have to solve a problem that the adults can't solve because they won't listen to the kids or whatever, or just go on an epic adventure and find themselves at the end. Uh, it was oh, it was a hell of a session. Um, it was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, my character was a conspiracy theorist. You've seen government everywhere. And uh, when the GM was describing the town, she described a big cornfield. And so my conspiracy was that the government was putting chemicals in the corn. It was going to mind control 
people. So my cat's <laughs> never ate corn. Didn't go out and go through the cornfields. Oh, hard... I really enjoyed it. Um, it had an interesting system. Like you had um, basically just about, I think it was six attributes you had. You stuff like brains, and which obviously makes sense. Brains, just how smart you are. Uh, grit, which is like your determination. Brawl, which is how much you can stand up to stuff. Uh, fight, which is self-explanatory. And each one of those had a different die associated to it. So my character's brains was a, a d20. So I got to roll a d20 against a dc. But my brawl was only a d4. But the way that you can get above those kind of limitations, because a dc might be an 8, you've only got a d6. It's like, well, I just can't make this. However, if you roll the maximum on the dice, so a d6 would be a 6, then the dice says to explode, which means you can roll it again. And if you roll a d6 again and get a 6, then it explodes again. So it's a way that smaller dice obviously have a greater chance of landing on their higher percentage. So they can keep going up and up. However, with a bigger dice, you have a better chance of just naturally rolling above the DC. DC obviously being uh, difficult. So oh, it's I a, like that. Yeah, mm. it's a really cool system. Very good uh, It's a nice uh, twist on the, your kind of classic D and D rules. I mean, that sounds like something if you've not if you've never played any kind of like role playing game before or, or tabletop game with D and D's kind of rules. That'd be a good um, a good entry point for you. Yeah, definitely. And uh, combat is literally like one page. Like, the GM afterwards showed us the combat rules. It's literally one page. Oh, that's that's simple enough. That's quite accessible then. Yes, very. Ah, good. And Mm. I enjoyed it very much. I don't want to spoil what happened to my character, but he didn't die. That's all we'll say. (laughs) Ah, okay. He um, may no longer be with us, though. I kind of leave it there. Mm. Mm. I don't want to go into details about the module in case someone's going to run it and halfway through, like, ah, that's what I'm doing now. So I'll just leave it there. But yeah, very much enjoyed that. So that's pretty much what I've been doing this past week. Uh, so, without further ado, I think we should get into this week's topic. Uh, and this week's topic is something that I've been wanting to talk about for a little while, and I think everyone else probably has. And from the episode title, you'll probably notice it is our favourite game levels. Yes, indeed. This is uh, going to be very exciting. And just because it's myself, I shall. Roll a dice and find out which one of us is going to start. Please not be me, please not be me, please not be me, please not be me. Okay, well, tell you what, pick a number between one and three. Uh, one. Two. Oh. Ah, well, you as well, what do you want? Two. Okay, well, I'll go three then. If it's a four, I'll reroll. <laughs> so, Dr. Bob. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> So I'm willing that to so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, favorite level. Uh, you may expect me to talk about um, what's considered my usual suspects in gaming, but actually, I'm not going to talk about them at all. The game I'm going to be talking about is the, probably the complete opposite of it. Is Painkiller on PC. More, more, more accurately, Painkiller Black Edition. But that doesn't really matter so much. Uh, developer people can fly. 
uh, my favourite level from it is uh, a level ca- called Town. It was actually the E3 level. So when they were doing, I don't even remember where, like, I've never actually seen uh, where Painkiller made its debut. I don't know if it was an E3 or something. I believe it was an E3, it was an E3 but I just don't know what one. Probably like 2004 maybe. Um, so towns is that like a, a dungeon level, something like that? You think? <laughs> yes, it's by seaside. It's ah, an underwater nice. level. <laughs> ah, perfect. no, so the best level in any game, next to the sewer <laughs> level. Uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of sewer levels. Prefer, prefer snowy tundras. No, you shouldn't. Snow, uh, <laughs> sewer levels are terrible. I've never had a sewer level that I enjoyed. Uh no, there is a. There is a level in Painkiller that starts in a sewer, but you quickly move into a train station. But no, um, Painkiller's got a very strange... Um, it's got, its levels are very weird because they're all... Some of them are actually based on real locations. Town is an exception. It's not, but it's based on a kind of like... um don't know. Probably like... 12th century Hamlet. Uh, the reason it's my favourite level is because it is filled with zombies and you're the challenge for the level because every level you get a challenge and if you finish the finish the challenge then you get a card for it uh, and then you get the cards give you extra um, abilities or maybe passive bonuses. Uh, the challenge for the level is to complete it without using anything other than the state gun and it's, it's such a blast to try and do because the the atmosphere and the music, the the effects, the enemies, are oh, uh, the whole it all comes together in a very very um, interesting and really really awesome exciting level. Um, I really like the the storms, the way the game, the way you progress in the levels and and a. Painkillers kind of like Devil May Cry. You walk into an area and then it'll lock, it'll lock the area off until you've killed all the enemies. So you just go through the level doing this kind of thing. Um, like you just get put into it's an arena, sure. Is that what they call it? Because Doom does a similar thing. Like, you know, in, in Doom 2016 or Doom Eternal, you go into a room and it just goes right, nope, uh, you're in this room until you kill everything. It does yeah. the same it does the same thing. But it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I really, really liked it. I would sit and play Painkiller all the way to the town level just to play it and then stop. Because <laughs> I love the level so much. The the atmosphere and, and if I can uh, draw particular attention to the music, it's um get such a haunting, unique uh piece of music attached to the level for just when there's no enemies around, you'll get like non-battle music, and then the battle music's something else entirely. It's just brilliant. I really, really enjoy that level. Uh, if I was going to talk about my least favourite level from uh, that game, just because, why not? It's probably the level... I think it's either the level right before that, or a couple before that, but it's Bridge. The the levels in Pink are named were pretty... Um, I don't know what you'd call that, like, just very obviously, they're just very matter-of-fact, it's like, castle, 
theatre bridge town. Like, there's no real imagination behind the level, the level naming. Um, that's probably the one I, I dislike the most because it's just it's it takes forever, and there's just one certain part of it I just never like playing when you're uh, pretty much almost forced to go into kind of like there's a railway section underneath the bridge and you jump on a just a rail trolley and it just takes you through um, into this big hangar kind of area. If you stay in the trolley, then you'll just get absolutely blasted by about a thousand enemies. It's really, really frustrating that bit, but it makes it worth it knowing that the town level's coming up. Um, yeah, I would, I would play through the whole of uh, Painkiller just to, just to go and play the town just to hear the music see the the environment and just appreciate the atmosphere if i i'd recommend just look up a painkiller e3 demo you'll you'll see the town level because that's the one they chose they chose for to present it to the conference it's really good level but that's me (laughs) fantastic Mm. um actually was when you said painkiller that wasn't the level i thought you were going to say Oh, what did you think? Uh, I thought you were going to say the one where you go through like World War One, then World War Two. Uh, I think it's the last level of the game, or you go um, through like different wars, and it's all like basically uh, stopped in time. What one is that? I think uh, I can't remember if that's in Battle of Hell, the expansion. It might be in that because I think you go through. You, there is uh, there is levels where there's one level there's one level called Army Base and a uh, well three guesses what that's about uh, in which you the, the enemies in that level are kind of like World War One soldiers which is a bit strange like uh, some of the some of the enemy choices for levels don't, don't really make an awful lot of sense like um, the theatre level you fight a lot of weird ninjas with um I think they're they're like demon ninjas, and their their left arm or the right arm's like all segmented, like it, like they're mannequins. It's really strange. I like, a lot of the time playing playing Painkiller, even though I really enjoy the game, sometimes I'm like, "What were you guys thinking here?" Um, it's gonna know the the game had a bit of a stop start on its development because it was the original idea behind Painkiller was that you were a you were like a kind of uh, like Van Helsing kind of character who would protect the world of human society, civilization. Oh, excuse me. Oh, he's gone. We lost him again. Yep. Oh. Cops come back. Remember, better, plead the fifth. Better find that lawyer again. Where is yeah. he? Uh, I don't know. I'll get his number. It's uh, uh, Lionel Hutz. Ah. Apparently he's very good. I've heard good he's, stuff about he, him. He's had hundreds of cases. <laughs> <laughs> and he always gets you a free pizza. I mean, what more do you want? A oh, free pizza is no-brainer, really. Come on. Yeah. I mean, sure, you can get one that's competent and actually part of the bar. Ooh. <laughs> or you can get <laughs> Mr. Hutz. <laughs> Ah, oh, God rest, uh, Phil Hartman. Hmm. A shame, and I lost to us all. 
uh, yeah, so I think it was pretty much Dr. Bob uh, when finished. So are we rolling off? So what do you mm-hmm. want? Do you want high or do you want low? Uh, my apologies. Oh, he's back. No? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You lost your tie slot. <laughs> yeah. So high or low? Uh, hi. Come on, come on, Stinger. Do it. That's actually something we did uh, this week. Do it. We didn't play anything, but we did see uh, Toaster and Crado play a lot of uh, hunt, Hunting Grounds, the Predator game. Ah, Predator Hunting Grounds, uh, yeah, they yeah. did. Yeah, they talked about it. seem to like it. Yeah. seem to like it. I'm not sold, but I, if they enjoy it, then that's fine. Uh, I've heard mixed things about it, but um, maybe I might get it. I, I haven't decided. That being said, uh, Bob, have you tried the, the Aliens game yet? I gave it a wee run. Uh, earlier on there just to see you know what what it was like it seems okay I mean I haven't played any I haven't actually spent any time like properly playing the game but then I'm saving it for when we get to record so well, just to, just I want the <laughs> I want the authentic uh, first impression so yeah well I'm sure it's not going to take much to beat um, aliens Marines. Marines yeah <laughs> <laughs> a hot shower beats clean the marines honestly <laughs> a cold shower beats it yeah <laughs> a relaxing stroll <laughs> seeing a puppy on TV like a prostate of... exam <laughs> I mean the doctor knows what he's doing yep <laughs> I'm not giving it to you <laughs> Listen, if you want Gary to live. <laughs> I'm not anxious for that. <laughs> Neither's Garrett, so don't ask yeah. him to do it either. <laughs> Both Garrett's. Yeah. Not a prostate exam. It's weird when you do it to the doctor. <laughs> right. Right. Enough of this banter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hi, hello. Hi. Hi. Wow, it's a twelve out of a twelve. So, so does that mean I win? <laughs> ah, I think you get a choice. It, as with uh, all dice rolls, it depends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, I'll go. Sure? my break. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, okay. I have a game in mind. I can't bring racing games up because they don't really have levels. They're all racetrack so yeah uh that's out so that made it a bit easier my favorite video game totally german grand prix <laughs> <laughs> nah, i would have put silverstone as my favorite <laughs> oh, sucks. that doesn't suck take it back it sucks <laughs> ah pish silverstone was in france you'd hate it <laughs> I don't even I don't play racing games, so I've no ideas what you're talking about. Yeah, it's a race track in England, so <laughs> yeah. oh, right. that's all you need to know. <laughs> if you watch the F1 and they do the British Grand Prix, then you know Silverstone. That's, that's all you where, need to that's know. That's where they're going. My favourite track's the um, Top Gear track. Uh, <laughs> that's been in there before. Forza. <laughs> I know that's yeah. been in Forza, and I liked it. It's funny because you can actually do races on it. If you've got enough fast and slow cars on it, you get the cars to meet in the middle with a cross section. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a good F1 track. You could do a crossover and it becomes a demolition derby. No, um, we're going off topic here again. Yeah. Um, so, 
I'm not going to mention Splinter Cell, although it has some great levels in it. I'm, I actually want to talk about Halo because Golding's not here. Oh, for uh, God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, it was the first game I got on the console and it was going to wow me straight here, but the, there's two levels that really stick out for me. There's, there's, how many levels are there? I think there's 10. So there's nine good ones and one really bad one. I'll save the bad one for in a minute. So the first one that comes to mind is the second level, which is just literally called Halo. And by that stage, do we need to put spoiler warnings or not? No, no, it's like over 10 years old now. No, that's fine. Right, so by that stage, the first level was Pillar of Water and you evacuated from there and now you crash landed onto Halo. And it is, you know, it was the first proper, well, compared to games now, it's not really an open world, but it's the closest thing to an open world level I first played. And it was so vast and it looks so beautiful and did, you know, you're there trying to link up all the Marines that are crash landed as well. And, you know, for, it, it, I don't know what it is about it. It's just so memorable. It is such a, a enjoyable experience. And you get given a warthog later on to go and explore the rest of the maps to go save the other Marines. Um, but I don't know what it is. I just, it, it was just so atmospheric. It was, it was just a joy to explore. Um, and then the other one that comes to mind, I don't know if it's everybody's favourite, but it's a favourite for mine, is the last the last level. The uh, escape from... Oh... Yeah, so... You, the escape from the power rom. Yeah, so by that stage, I got... Is it three or four factions diff- fighting each other? You got the Covenant, you got the Sentinels, you got the Flood, and if any humans are left, they're still fighting. Uh, by that stage, you know, you have to destroy the ring to stop the flood from spreading across the galaxy. So the simplest, you know, the simplest way of doing it was to blow up the Pillar of Autumn. And that's what you do in that mission. And you, you're fighting through the different factions that are fighting amongst themselves. And at the same time, trying to, uh, you know, you have to, uh, I can't remember what parts you shoot. You shoot the, um, shoot into the engines to make them, uh, overload and explode. Then, right at the end, I know I've said the driving a war tug isn't everybody's favourite bit, but you've got a, a last minute dash to get to the last ship on the, the last spaceship before it blows up. And there you are frantically driving across the ship just to try and get to it. And with the absolute brilliant soundtrack to that game and you rushing to the end of the level, I just get the adrenaline going. And you could play it on legendary difficulty. So I think it's between easy and heroic, you get six minutes to escape. But on legendary, you only get five minutes. And those five minutes, it's such a rush. I just remember doing it for the first time. I got right to the end of the map. I only had 30 seconds left just to literally sprint across um, the final bit whilst everybody's trying to shoot me just to get to that ship. And I only had, must have been a few seconds to spare. And I'm, such a rush getting from that just competing that level up nothing can match it 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 was like i said it's one of my favorites um it was a powerful level yeah <clears throat> uh, it's, it's always been one one of my favorite levels as well I, they tried to do something similar in the third game as well 
But I yeah, don't think a... I don't think anything beats the the first time you make your escape in the Warhog and Power Bomb. It was as a lot of fun. It's definitely yeah. one of my favourites. Yeah, like although said, the the third game definitely got ruined for me because me and Bismarck were doing it, and we eventually got to a point where I basically immediately died. Like the autosave just said, meet my oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he could go forward, but my warthog just immediately was like, oh, yep, that's you <laughs> And like five minutes, yeah, so I spent the last five minutes of that game just watching Bismarck playing it. It's like, yeah, this is, this is really fun. Yeah. The, 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 the checkpoint system in that game would could really fake you over sometimes. Mm, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, back when I was playing Halo, I used to figure out a lot of ways to, like, use the checkpoint system to exploit the game or freezing enemies and things like that and I worked on a certain part and you revisit a level uh, do you remember Assault in the Control Room? Oh that's another good one. So you go through that level and then you have to, you revisit the area once the FUD's been released and you've got to go and destroy all the um you've got to delay the firing of the halo so you destroy these like generator things hmm. there's a point where you have to go into one of those rooms um but if you're co-oping you can have someone stay back and someone go forward and the game just gets confused so it spawns in a bunch of fud but they <laughs> but they, like, they just all freeze because they haven't been their trigger has been uh, covered where they start attacking so they just all stop it's really, it was really interesting. Like, um, there's a few things like that in Halo, just these exploits and whatnot. You could figure out. It's, it's on that level as well. You could actually cut out a good section of that game, uh, on the well, a good section of the Salt and Control Room because uh, towards the end of it, um, you know, just before you go into the Control Room, you go across the bridge, but there's uh, a couple of banshees there, and you could quick enough and steal one of the banshees. Then the people in the covenant on the ground don't spawn, so you could just literally walk into the control room and end the level. I think I remember nice. in assault in the control room, the one the one of the first bridges you come across. If you were very very lucky, you can go down. Now the bridges have two fours. Oh yeah. So you go in the bottom four, and if you if you're lucky, and you're full health and full shields, and if you've got an overshield, even better. They they fall from the. Uh, bridge is actually survivable if you hug the cliff. <laughs> and I'll it, try it, that one. It does work, but you need be if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah. There's also there's also another way to cut um to cut a bit of the level as. Do you remember after you pass the first bridge, you go down part of the facility and then you end up in the kind of like snowy for the canyon. Oh, and there's yeah. a bunch of marines fighting a bunch of covenant. Yeah. So when you go, you fight your way through the Covenant, you go into the next area, and it's a kind of winding gorge. Mm-hmm. And then it turns right and opens up into another big area. And there's yep. um, there's a tunnel, and the Covenant are guarding it. Before you get into the, the main area proper, you can look up and you'll see one of the foreign structures. See if you've got the tank, or the rock launcher's probably better. If you've got the rock launcher, if you fire at the platform, the underside of the platform in a certain spot, a banshee will flip down because two elites are supposed to run out. Oh, uh, That's what you're talking about in the level. The, the elites are supposed to, once you pass a certain point, 
the elites are to run out of uh, their spawning area, jump in their banshees and fly. But if yeah. you can knock the, the, you can fire rockets to the other side of the platform and it knocks the banshee off, and you can use it. Oh, good fun! Yeah, it's, it's a great game, but uh, it doesn't get perfect marks because I'll bring out the least favorite level, and I think everybody knows what it is. Two words: the library. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, I don't know. Well, I don't know what they were thinking. It's just it's just so bad. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is, it is padding. But I really like fighting the flood, so I really don't mind the library. It's um, it's not the most exciting level. Don't get me wrong. And you're right, it is pretty boring, but. I still, I still really like fighting the hordes of flood. <laughs> I don't, you know, fighting the flood is still fun. It's like fighting a zombie in any, any other game. I, it's still fun to do. It's just the library. Uh, it's so boring. It it's is so what? It's so what? Have you tried playing in legendary? Yeah. Holy hell! It's just oh, it's brutal times. Um, but. Um, you know, you, you you fought the flood in what's it three four three guilty spark and any other level after that. It's still fun, but whatever reason, library, it, uh, it it could have just been done so much better. It's just like go to one room, fight the flood. Go to the next room, fight the flood. Go up an ele- elevator. Okay, make your way around again. Then go up another elevator. It's just like, you could have like done so much more. Three or four elevators, and yeah. oh, it takes forever. When you get a level like. Salt in the control room, silent cartographer. Those are brilliant maps, but then you get the library. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, if we're talking about padding on Halo, it's you go back on a lot of previous levels. If it's you know, even though they're slightly redesigned, like the um, the salt and control room, you go back to it on two betrayals and truth and reconciliation. You go back to it in keys in slightly different format. Then pillar vault and you go back there on the final level, the more. So it's uh, there's you know three levels you end up going back to, just in slightly different states. But yeah, the library, big letdown. I mean, I think that's what it got a lot of criticism on its level design because a lot of the levels were so just the design of them were just so very similar. And then you had, um, obviously, you go through wells and then you revisit them. So, I mean, come on. If you really want to go and complain about Call of Duty reusing uh, assets, you need to go back and look at what uh, Bungie did with Halo. <laughs> yeah, true. I don't know what it is. Uh, you know, the various levels are revisited. Well, you know, the Salt and Control Room and... What was the other one I said? The Salt Control Room and Two Betrayals. That is, in essence, it didn't really change much to that. But, you know, at least when it came to Truth and Reconciliation and Keys, the, you know, there was enough change in it. And then you got, okay, I've got a soft spot for the more just because it's uh, the final chase at the end of, you know, the final escape you got to do. And that, I think comparing that to Halo 3's escape, the main thing Halo Freeze Escape was missing, yes, it was epic and all the explosions going off. There was no timer for it. You know, Halo 1's 
escape, you had a timer in the bottom corner and you could see that as you're trying to make a desperate escape. Whereas Halo 3, there wasn't anything. You just saw, I'm not saying it's the Halo 3 one's bad, but you felt a more sense of urgency when you see that timer going down. I, th- I think it was probably because the the platform, the map's collapsing around you. So yeah, <laughs> maybe they felt the timer was a wee bit redundant. Maybe, uh, or maybe I didn't stay back far enough for the platform to collapse <laughs> on me to go, oh, no, I've fallen. The only time I've fallen is when I've not played it before and didn't re- realise which platform was going to blow up. So uh, I didn't I didn't fall off, you know, I didn't die because I fell too far behind. I've died usually because I didn't know which platform was going to go. I mean, that's, yeah, the difference between the Hero 3s kind of recreation of the escape of the autumn is that yeah if you are aren't lucky you end up going down pitfalls every two minutes until you Mm. learn oh this platform is going to explode now that one's going to disappear this power is going to crash through part of the level fair enough but the original it's straight line on you go have fun you've got five minutes go for it the, the, yeah, the game can be a bit mean with the Sentinels because if you're playing on Legendary, they can they can just strafe the Warhog, and because the Warhogs get your health, yeah, well, you'll just die and you're a huge target, <laughs> <laughs> which is a wee bit kind of. Eh, that was the part you didn't it, think that through, did you? But no, that was the part that annoyed me. The part that annoyed me was um, so you got to the stage where. Uh, was it Echo 419 was made to pick you up then you had to you know, that ends up crashing then you had to go a bit further then there's this massive jump uh, you have to make but uh, you may not always make it you might not always <laughs> make it no boost. It, it's not just that it's you know you make the first jump but then you got to uh, do the second one and if you lose enough momentum you won't make that second jump oh, you won't make it yeah mm. and I uh, it's, it's they did the best they could, I think, with that. They they did make an exciting finale to the game. But you yeah. know what you know why? It's just because that again, it's another game with a bit of a rocky development. Mm. Because it was originally going to be a strategy game for the Mac. Yeah, I saw the yep. is, original trailer. Strange. Until, yeah, until Microsoft, Microsoft bought, it. bought it. Yeah. yeah. And they went, no, make a shooter. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. we've got all this these assets we're not using anymore, so just use them. And they made a pretty decent game. Yeah. It's a good launch title, so. It was their killer, killer app for the Xbox. And it, yeah. it did work. Oh, what I wanted to say, what I was going to mention earlier when you were when you were talking about the, the first level, your favourite level, I think it's because it's not open world, but you're given a situation, the developers just kind of let you deal with it the way you want to deal with it. So it's a bit like Far Cry in that sense, because I'm sure Far Cry maybe did it first. I can't yeah. remember when Far Cry was released, but they essentially did the same thing. It's like, here's the enemy encampment. You have weapons. Use your imagination. Go for it. Just go and try and you deal with it the way you think's the best, the most fun, the craziest. Here's all these toys. Just go have fun. Which I think they did a good job of in Halo. Mm. Yeah, agree I, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm actually surprised about the choices you picked. I thought everybody was when you mentioned Halo was going to pick Silent Cartographer. 
That's uh, probably, I believe yeah. that's probably the, because that was the demo level. Yeah. Don't, and the I, C3 level again. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So open. It, oh, don't get so me much. wrong. Silent, you know, Silent Contographer is brilliant. It is, I'm, you know, I'd say it is a favourite along with the Assault and the Control Room with when you get access to the tank and do stuff with that. It Both those levels are really good and they do stand out, but I think Halo and the more just stand out just a little bit more. Uh, Halo 4, because it's the first time you're encountering something like that, and then the more just for its action-packed finale. Oh, well, the world well, I remembered the name, the more. I forgot, I've just totally forgot what the name was. Yeah, well, <laughs> I had more. to Google it, that's why, so... <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember at all. I can't remember. I can only remember certain levels with the library, 343 Gilly Spark, um, Two Betrayals, but then Truth and Reconciliation, I remember all of them, but I yeah. couldn't remember the last one. Uh, and the, the horse you rode in on. Yep. Mm. Keys. Give me a good cry. Keys. Mm. Oh. oh, that was sad. Indeed. Uh, oh, well, at least his daughter had a long and happy life. <laughs> yeah, she like well she lasted two more games in the first uh well she well yeah she lasted two uh double the length than he did so mm-hmm. really yeah did she not die yeah. in two so she died no, in two three. no she died three. in three yeah she crashes her ship into something doesn't she yeah yeah uh, i bet she survives that she gets shot oh for long yeah. <laughs> oh three was the one you fought tartarus in isn't it the, uh, no, that was. Is that two? That was two. I, I really hate. Oh, I hate. I could have said that for um, our favorite and least favorite boss fights is that Taurus one was a nightmare. Uh, I really didn't like yeah. that boss fight at all. You sure that wasn't three? It's two. Is it two? Is it? I don't yep. remember that fight. I'll be honest. It's right at the end of two uh, because they're trying to because he's trying to activate the. Um, are you, sure that's not, are you sure that's not three? Because that's when, spoiler, um, our favourite character, well, my favourite character, um, Barnes, he dies. He dies. At, uh, is that not his name? Um, Which one? Sergeant. Oh, John, no, Johnson. Johnson. John, Jesus. Barnes. No, I don't no, know no, no. From. He, doesn't he go like, oh, send me out with a, with a bang? Yeah, that was the third one. Because, yeah, but that's uh, the terrorist fight. No, it wasn't. That was the. Um... Is it not? No, I that's where you. That's where you fight. Three, four, three. Guilty Spark. So as yeah, I'm you gonna, fight. You fight Tartus in the up. second one because he tries to activate. Yeah. Uh, one of the rings, then you go to the third one where, uh, you know, Guilty Spark was meant to help you activate. Uh, where the installation you're at, just so it destroys all of them. Um. Then yeah, he doesn't want you doing on that. Him. Yeah, he doesn't want yeah. you doing that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I've just it's been years and years since I played them. Oh, that's fine. I don't even really <laughs> like to. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I think we're taking up time I'm, here. I'm going to yeah. say I am. I actually I get now why Golding hates uh, Halo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, okay. okay, so what about yourself then? Uh-huh. Don't pick. I utterly, utterly apologise, Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, we'll talk about Splinter Cell. Now, is that Sam Fisher, man? He's, he's pretty cool. I like him. 
Oh, hi, yeah. Like I'm saying, voice actor. Oh, you got that iconic free going, going green goggles. <laughs> never seen a, a, a person with three eyes, but you never know. Yeah. <laughs> Why need so free going things? I don't know. Two would be more than enough, but there you go. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Go on. But yeah, anyway. Uh, so thank you for that, Golding. Uh, <laughs> <a second>. and, <laughs> and I apologise, Golding, for that half an hour of talk about Halo. Uh, so long? yes, so my favourite loot, this is kind of why I had the idea of this, um, because the sequel has just released, and so it has reminded me of this banger of a level. Um, have any of you actually played the original Psychonauts? I have never played it. Nope. No. Never played it. it Heard is... about it. Oh my god, it's so good. I don't know if it would hold up really now, more technology-wise uh, than anything else. I think gameplay still fine. Um, but yeah, it's a bit dated in the graphics-wise. It was a, th- no, even a 360, it was an original Xbox game. But the Milkman level is... Absolutely fantastic. It is a literal tour de force. You play... You, so in this concept of uh, Psychonauts is that you go into people's minds and try and sort out their mental difficulties uh, to move on in the story. And at one point you get three different people you can get into. And one of them is uh, like former security guard and milkman. And so you have to go into his mind. And his mind is like a kind of suburban street in America. But it's full of GIs pretending they're doing things. So they'll just be like a GI just in a complete suit. Like it's a cartoon uh, thing, but you'll be like, you know, brown jacket, hat on. He'll be standing there and say, like, yes, I am a workman. I am working on the rope. Everyone <laughs> 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 will like um, mowing the lawn. He's like, yes, I love mowing my lawn. <laughs> a watering can. He's like, that is a fine watering can. Where may I purchase one from you? Is fantastic, and then you have to find the uh, Girl Scouts because they're the, the people who know where the Milk Man is. Because obviously, you know, milk goes with cookies, and yeah, oh, it's it's so good. And eventually, find the Milk Man and find out that his uh, milk is delicious. <laughs> that is his line. Like as he ascends into the sky, he's like, "I am the Milk Man. My milk is delicious." Jesus. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so good. I've watched the video for it just in preparation for this, and oh, it's so good. It's such a clever game, and I'm so happy it's getting a sequel. I'm so stoked to play it. I can't wait for the weekend. Just so, take a dive into I, it. I've never, I, I've played, I've never actually played them, but I've seen them being played Tim Schafer's games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grim Fandango, that's one of them. Oh my oh. god, another game I absolutely adore. Like, I know... Mandy. Mandy, one of the best uh, protagonists <laughs> ever. I know what kind of games... Like, I've never played Psychonauts, but I kind of get the sort of... was surreal, surrealism, weirdness, but can you... I've never played them, so can you tell me a little bit about what kind of games they are? Okay, so the first game you play as Raz, who is a circus performer who's escaped the circus to go to psychic school. Uh, sorry, not psychic school, psychic camp. And so you're at a summer camp for psychics. And the general premise is that you go into this camp 
and you're just you're desperate to do it because you're psychic and your father hates that you're psychic and that's the whole thing with storyline. Uh, so you have to basically try and stall getting sent back to the circus because you want to stay at the camp and you can slowly uncover a conspiracy theory, uh, not conspiracy theory, an actual conspiracy where all the kids' brains are being stolen so that they can power uh, brain-powered tanks uh, for the military. <laughs> It's got a very cute uh, art style on that, so it's totally fine. Uh, it's so it's, it's so much fun to play through. Um, it's very clever, like the puzzles in the game. Um, just trying to solve them out. You probably guessed from other games, like I absolutely love doing puzzles, uh, especially when you get them. You know, when you don't, it can be frustrating, but when you solve a puzzle, there's no other feeling in my game. Like it, it's so good in Psychonauts allows you to exercise your brain in a lot of ways. And it has really cool platforming. There's a really cool uh, power you get later on. Oh god, I can't remember its name now. But basically you kind of run on a psychic ball and it lets you jump really high on it. It's really cool. It sounds like it wouldn't work, but the actual controls on it are so cool. A floaty and you can then in mid-air you can use the ball like you pick it up and so you float down instead of just falling normally. Oh my god, it's such a good power. You need different powers, you get clairvoyance, and you can see through different things, uh, vision, to find out puzzles. You get obviously telekinesis, you get uh, clairvoyance, you get uh, become invisible. Oh, the powers on that are really fun. And uh, the guard keeper is fantastic. He talks like this, and he's off his head. <laughs> <laughs> And there's a whole storyline with him because you keep finding him different places in the camp, and he's got different jobs. Like you know, at one point they'll be like cleaning the uh, the leaves, and then you go to a different room, and he's behind the counter cooking burgers. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and it's obviously the same person. It's like, hey, but it didn't see your side. Are you on a burger son, or do you not? Oh, okay. Ah, oh, just a fantastic game. I I highly recommend. It. Even still, it's been on Steam. I'll, I'll double check right now. If it's still on sale on Steam, I know it was on sale for literal pennies a few days ago. So if Steam ever loads up, it would have been nice if you know for the release of Psychonauts 2 they remastered the first one, just give it a tidy up. Yeah, it would, but honestly, the the pain and struggle we had to go through to actually just get a Psychonauts 2, uh, I'm okay. Hopefully, Psychonauts 2 does amazing for them, and they're bought by Microsoft now, so. Hopefully, hopefully be allowed to do that. Uh, honestly, I would recommend most Double Fine games. Uh, Brutal Legends are another fantastic game. That game is such a good soundtrack. And although weird at the end because it turns into RTS, I still found it fun. So yeah, Jack Black I, in it. Yeah, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. stellar yeah. performance. Because you know it's Jack Black. What else is he going to do? <laughs> yeah, just just read one of the uh, Steam recommendations for it. All it says is the milk is indeed delicious. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he is the milkman. <laughs> yeah, it's it was such, like a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it's such a famous uh, quote for that game. Overwhelmingly positive. People really like this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ninety-six percent positive. Wow, six and a half thousand votes. Six ninety-nine on Steam. Yeah, it, I'm pretty. Sure it's been on sale before. It's been on sale for little buttons. There was a the rhombus of uh, ruin, which mm. was the 
uh, VR game they released a couple of years ago. I've not played that because I don't own a VR headset. But I, I, I think if I remember that was pretty good as well. Yeah, it's got an 88 on Steam percent. So that's probably pretty good. And I know it's a direct sequel from the first game as well. So, yeah, just Psychonauts in general, but that level in particular, the Mugman level, is one of my favourites. <laughs> when, when you started talking about um, Suburb, I was like, immediately the first thing I thought of was uh, that bit in Fallout 3 and the storyline. Did you have similar vibes? I mean, it's obviously different. I think it'd be a lot funnier in Psychonauts, by the sound of it, it sounds a lot funnier. Yeah, well, you know, you don't have people randomly dying to a crazy German scientist. <laughs> Who's disguised? Was he disguised himself as again? A dog? No, oh, he's disguised a little girl. Yeah, he's disguised yeah. your your dad is father is his dog is a dog. That's why he's yeah. called him Doc. That's such a weird game. I really like Fallout Three, but <laughs> it's so weird. Mm-hmm. Father, of course, <laughs> played by Neil Leeson. Ah, Neil Leeson. yes, yeah, yeah. Who doesn't why, love a bit of a why did he do that? I really don't understand why the Thes go. Mm, yeah, let's spend a lot of money getting really famous actors like um, Patrick uh, Stewart. Yeah, Patrick Stewart. Thank you. Because all I could think of was John Luke Picard there. Yeah. Um, I thought well, they, Sean Bean as well. And yeah, the good Sean Bean. He is in. Yeah, he is in most of the game, mm-hmm. and that's good. That is good. I'm glad to get Sean Bean to do that. Uh, can't really think of any other ones, mind you. Um, Matthew, well, what Matthew about Matthew Perry? Yeah, Matthew Perry. Yeah, he's in New Vegas. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Apparently, uh, um, New Vegas, oh, they also <laughs> got, was it Zachary Levy? Chris Christopherson is in it as well. Is he? Yeah. Who does he play? I haven't got a clue. It's just, um, I had to look on Wikipedia because I couldn't remember Matthew Perry's name. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so, yeah. so apparently Ron Perlman was the narrator as well. Oh, yeah. Ron yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's yeah. I knew that. Yeah. Except for four. He's done that from the very first game. But, oh, I know he's, he doesn't do it for four, but he's the newscaster at start of four. Huh. Oh, yeah. So he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, Why just let him do the intro? He likes doing that. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Right. <laughs> let's figure out who he was in, who Chris Christopherson was. Uh, Chief Hanlon? I don't know. Mm. Anyway. It's not going to be able. I was never, I kind of bounced no. off four. Well, I say I bounced off it. I think I put like 80 odd there, wasn't it? But yeah, for a Fallout game, that's kind of bouncing off. Mm. Still, I still haven't played Fallout 4. I, I even got it. Four's, um, four's a fun shooting game, but it's not really a good Fallout game. It's just very kind of... <sighs> I, d- I didn't want it's to. A, yeah, go on. It's a. I mean, see if you've never played a Fallout game before. I mean, I didn't. My experience of Fallout was starting from three. So even then, you could say that I didn't really get the proper authentic Fallout experience. Mm. But I did like the point at which I joined in on that um, that franchise. Um, four. I really like four, but it's it's not a very good follow game. But it's uh, I feel it's a quite a you know it's it's a solid enough shooter to be honest. Yeah. You know, have fun with it, but it's not really. I mean, 
if you've never played a Fallout game before and you had no idea about them, four is probably not the worst place. So if you've never played them before and you wanted to start playing it, I'd probably just go just put, start put, just play four and finish it. But if you wanted a kind of more original experience, then you're going to have to go back and play. Oh, uh, you, you'd probably go back. You'd go and play Fallout New Vegas. It, yeah. It's, I didn't get Ford not just because well not because it reviewed badly or it didn't like the look of it. It's just because I knew if I was going to play that game, I needed to put a lot of time into it because I put a lot of time in Fallout Three in New Vegas, and at the time I just didn't have that time uh, have the um, the commitment for it. So well, it took me two years to finally get back into Red Dead Two and finish it. Um, I still haven't finished GTA Five, so Fallout Four. It become one of those games I buy, play for a bit, then just never finish it. I'm still trying to finish it myself, and I still haven't. <laughs> <laughs> and I've finished yeah. three, and it's DLCs and New yep. Vegas. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm. Uh, and I just, I think it's just because it's been watered down so much. I just, I like, ah, f- it's fun. With, I mod it. I mod four, play it for a wee bit, and I go, I've had enough. And so it just gets so bored. Mm. Like I wanna go and like I should like this. I ought to like this because it's a it's a halfway fun sure. I can't be bored. I think it's the same thing that happens to me when I start playing Red Dead Two. I just I've, I don't have it in me to do a long haul thing anymore. Not when it's I, there's no reason for me not to like those games. I just I see this open world thing. I mean, that's gonna gonna be kind of awkward considering the next game I'm kind of looking forward to is going to be very open world. So I've got reservations because of the same the same things happening to me in Breath of the Wild. Like it's an enormous world, and have no idea where to start or how to progress. So I really have no idea what I'm doing, and I'm worried that I'm gonna like because there's just so much. There's an abundance of of things to do. I'm just paralyzed by choice, and I just go. I'm, I can't be bored anymore. I don't mm. know. Sorry, yeah, tangent tang- over. I'll be honest. Like I think we're at the kind of breaking point from world games. I've seen so many games. I've seen open world. I'm like, why are you open world? This game's worse for it. Just, yeah, you'd be so much better just being a normal game. Just having no levels. It just became a craze. It's just like, right, everything, oh, this is the big thing now. It has to be open world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think the one Ubisoft. that. Yeah, Ubisoft, yeah. definitely. Yeah, it's, it's them. They've done it. It's all think, their fault. <laughs> yeah. I think the one for me was, what did, I, despite I enjoyed the game, it was, was it Ghost Recon Wildlands? Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it, but yeah. I did like, think it didn't need to be. Yeah, it didn't need to be open world. And when I. Looked at you know it's just like oh it's all in one area you do missions within this one map and I was just like why didn't need to do that you can have a mission which has a massive map to do multiple objectives but it's just like does this need to be open world even still it was a good game it was yeah so um if you guys can just check general chat. Uh, I'm going to post a picture, and if this doesn't convince you to play Fallout, then I don't think anything will. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> wait, do- wait for the dogs. Mm. What's going on here? Sorry. <laughs> you need to go uh, to the general chat on oh. Discord. 
So, uh, for our listeners, it's a picture of dog meat sitting inside your power armor. Who the hell calls a dog dog meat? Come on. But still. <laughs> that was the weirdest name for a dog. Yeah. It's from the first one, yeah. Ah, uh, right. It breaks my heart they made a German they made a German Shepherd because I had a German Shepherd that would just like him. Oh. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably the reason I like I hate taking dog meat anywhere because I can't stand the sight of him getting hurt. Mm-hmm. So I just leave him. I, I'm like, stay at the garage. You're safe at the garage. Don't care about any other characters. They can come with me. But you need to be safe. Stay at the garage. <laughs> <laughs> Especially you, McTeady. I didn't even realise he was in the game. I make a joke. I'd never got him. I didn't realise he was in the game. In fact, I, yeah. In fact, I made a joke to my pal about if I because uh, I had ever found him in Fallout Four, and I made a joke to my pal. So I used to put him in Fallout Four, so I killed him. And my pal was like, "Yeah, you know, he's a, a companion." I was like, "Is he?" McCready. Mm-hmm. Do you I remember from mm. three as the kid? Oh, okay. Calls you Mungo. I cannot remember. Maybe I didn't meet him in. But then meet him in three. Yeah, that's is that storyline. It's a storyline. It's a, story a, a story um, quest. I cannot remember him. I know. I know. You look up. I can't remember. But you meet him in four. Yes, he's a companion in four. How long is four supposed to be set after three? Uh, I think it's like. 10, 15 years, something like that. Maybe, that maybe a longer move, 20 years. Hmm. It's, it's been a while since I played 3. I can't remember much of it. Uh, I only remember leaving the uh, deals with the aliens till the very last thing I did because their aim, the items you get just break the game. Like the alien epoxy, it just totally breaks the game. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, you want to just repair your weapons? So, I'll just get a weapon of the the alien ship and a bunch of the epoxy, and you can just infinite repairs. It's like, yeah, but I wish we were going to maintain balance in this game, so I'll leave that to last. <laughs> like, yeah, the. Oh, no, yeah, you, everybody here has played it, so you guys will know. Mm-hmm. For the listeners, the, if you haven't played Fallout 3, play it but um a dlc broke the regret the balance of the game because the alien epoxy just meant you could repair any weapon at any point infinitely <laughs> almost if you had enough of it <laughs> uh, it's a fun game yeah i'm gonna go back and play them again but i think i'd get bored i've tried the three once before and yeah that's better in the past. New yeah. Vegas holds up, uh, but I did re- I did play New Vegas again more recently. Ah, uh, yeah, that holds up. But I think yeah, because I don't know why. Different. Why do you think it holds up? Um, I think it's because it's more an RPG than three. Three is heavier and just the action shooting. Yeah, mm. like not only is there 
more to do in New Vegas, probably. There's different ways you can go about it in New Vegas, whereas I feel like in Fallout Three, most of the quest is one, maybe two ways. Yeah, you're gonna you're you're gonna reach a conclusion and a solution in three, no matter really what you do. But there are fail conditions in New Vegas. Yeah. Uh, doesn't feel like you know the the option to simply just go nope see ya I'm walking away and just walk into the sunset is always an option in New Vegas you might not get far you might die to Cazadors but you know you can still do it <laughs> but I do I do like that but I I like that following New Vegas is a lot more complex than three it's definitely got that going for it yeah it's really cool I. Man, well, we can't get in New Vegas. <laughs> but yeah, um, one of our um, friends, uh, how, oh, how was it? Goes by, was it Genanigo? That's what we'll call him. You don't know who that is, because I'm pretty sure he listens to us. Um, I think I showed him a side I'd never shown him before playing Fallout 3 when we was in that camp with the kids. Because that kid kept calling me Mongo, and I was losing the rag at him. <laughs> like, you know, just like, call, so call me Mongo one more every time. <laughs> so, never seen this side of you before. <laughs> you wonder. <laughs> oh, was it camp? Camp? Um, lamplight. Lamplight. Yeah, I think it's lamplight. Yeah, They're, the kids are allowed to stay there, and then when they get too old to get sent off to a scrapyard. Mm-hmm. That was really confused me. I, I got to that bit and I was just like, I really don't understand. Like, <laughs> what? It's uh, weird custom, you know, you're going to get them in the wasteland. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, just, that. I guess that's the point. I guess that's, that's completely the point. It's you meant to go and go, this is really weird. <laughs> yeah. Like the wedding tree person, that was um. Oh, Harold. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, that was quite quite sad story. Um, yeah, he's a character from the very first game. Was he? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. No, did you not play them? No, I never played the originals. Oh, too good, so good. Yeah, he's in the first and second game. Is he not tree ended, or is he like? He's not tree ended, but he has a cool. Oh, did he start off a ghoul? Mm-hmm. Ah, I see. That's, oh, yeah, I, was, no, no, yeah, he... I, I get confused with the fact like how you how did you survive long enough to merge with a tree? I think it has something to do with the FEV. Uh, yes. Right, He's one of the original um exposes to it. Oh I Are see. Concentrated. Because he was actually a normal human. Yeah. And then get exposed to it. Like he was a vault, no, no, a normal human, a vault human, who are not mutated because technically everybody who is outside is a mutant. Yeah, because they've been exposed to radiation and FEV. Yeah, That's... which is why the uh, the bad ending of Fallout Three, uh, they all die because drinking the water kills them. Yeah, I won't kill the vault dwellers. I did like. Uh... I don't know if gotten to fall all of a sudden, but <laughs> I, oh. I, I, I liked uh, that specific moral choice of put the enzyme in the water that will wipe out all the mutants and you figure out. I didn't. I thought it was like, well, the girls, the super mutants, 
the lesser mutants, all of them, they all died. Didn't realize it meant everybody on the surface. Yeah, like if you weren't in a vault, you're gonna die because of it. Like that makes it a lot more complicated. But then I never, I, I never, mean, I never I went. I wouldn't do it even if it was just the mutants. Like, yeah, I just and I didn't do that either. I just went. Well, it's kind of like it was the whose plan was it? It was um, was that the Enclave's plan? It's um, oh, what's the yes. president's name? He's like, yeah, do this. You know, nah, I don't really want to. <laughs> yeah. Uh... God, what's his name? I'm trying to think of the actor's name, but it isn't. I'm not going to get him. Vincent Price. It's absolutely <laughs> not Vincent Price. <laughs> Although, yes, he's a really good actor. Um, what has he played? I'll, I'll keep thinking of video games he's been in now for some reason. Oh, God. But anyway, we'll <laughs> move on. Um, so, as I had another level of what I'd talk about just very, very quickly. Um, any guys ever played Mega Solid 4? Nope. No. No. Okay. So, one of the final levels in Melgar Solid Four is going back to the very first Melgar Solid game. The level from it. Uh, oh, one of the one of the two D ones. No, no, not the two D. Oh, solid. Uh, yeah. Right. So you go back to Shadow Moses. Oh. Uh, okay. It is. Really cool. Uh, basically, like it actually starts like you get told you're going back, and then the game starts or the game starts up again, and it's actually two D or not two D. It's like um the PS one game. So like all the textures so are all the PS1 same. PS one graphics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so cool. you go around that for like uh, five ten minutes, and then it pulls back, and then it shows you like the the new game graphics and the new game. Uh, you see the place is all kind of dismantled and everything. Now, it's really cool. Um, love that level. And then the ending is <laughs> absolutely batshit, where um, a ninja holds back uh, basically an aircraft carrier. The bad guy's <laughs> going to crash an aircraft carrier you, and a ninja manages to stop it. A cyborg ninja, but a ninja. Listen, it's just Metal Gear. Like, you just Metal need Gear is all... Metal you Gear, just need ne- depth. It's that no, no, that's, that's never change. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, that's absolutely uh, fine. <laughs> the best bit about it is um, just before that, uh, the villain is running away from you as he's cackling. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, like he's, he's actually run, he runs away, he laughs, <laughs> and then turns around and kind of like, he's like finger guns and then goes back and runs away like a jig as he's running. <laughs> oh my god, Liquid Ocelot, like, you're the best. Why <laughs> <laughs> can't get more games? Oh. oh, I love our games so much. But yes, that's, that's two I wanted to talk about. And unless you want to go into any more tangents, I think that's going to be our podcast. Yeah, that's a good place to wrap up. Yeah. Yep. We'll save the tangents for when we can annoy the most amount of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll have loads of tangents waiting for Zen. Yeah, considering this is what third, fourth he's missed. Yeah, can he's we getting, actually... he's, getting, he's getting demoted. I was just going to say, uh, can yeah, we class him as a regular or not? <laughs> he's, <laughs> oh, he's, he's not co- a host anymore. Co host of. <laughs> well, yeah, he's not his co host status. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No more co hosting. 
so thanks very much for coming, guys. Um, do we have anything planned for the weekend for the channel? Do you know of? Um, we actually have a new video out right now called On a Review of 12 Minutes. Uh, I've not had a chance to watch it yet, but uh, apparently it's very good. I'm probably going to do that now, actually, until we wrap up. Um, well, considering stuff of the channel, I'm going to be streaming, not stream, well, I'll be streaming uh, a bit more Sekiro tomorrow on Friday night. Um, for Saturday, I mean, you guys, you and Starbuck had a blast playing uh, uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2, didn't you, Stinger? Yes, well, it starts <laughs> off. It, it starts off as a chivalry. Uh, yeah, chivalry's fun, and <laughs> then we went on to Star Wars Battlefront Two, which uh, got a little bit heated for someone. Um, <laughs> developed a, an irrational <laughs> hatred for cats. Yeah, I won't spoil, but um, maybe we'll do it again. I don't know. We haven't decided. So, yeah. Um, Maybe yeah, there might be something going on. I don't know yet. I think I think there'll be I think there'll be content to look forward to. So, yep. Yeah, Worry about it. <laughs> okay, yep. So, uh, thank you very much for listening. If you can, please check out our YouTube channel, uh, Jump Coach. Uh, you can check out our past episodes of the podcast, K Button Bash Bunch. That's on Spotify. Um, visit our website, city-17.co.uk, where you'll find some latest reviews and opinion pieces. And have a very nice day. I thank you for listening and goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.